why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And we're back Man, you playing... fucked it. Why? Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? I just didn't say welcome back because it's like now we're in the routine. We're doing them weekly. I thought, well, all good. Just, okay, fine. Welcome back, guys. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And this week we're doing a live show for all you pirates out there. By live, I mean there's only me and you, Louis, in the room. But Well, we're living. Yeah, I guess so for now. Yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, But what I was going to say is we are playing music that was recorded live all around the world at all these different gigs and go back in time to certain events and memories. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite ways to to listen to artists is get, you know, a live set if you, you know... uh, as an example, one of my records lying on the floor, like this is Buddy Guy, one of his epic live albums recorded in the US. Um, you just get a different atmosphere, different energy from the artists. Oh, for sure. Like you can definitely tell the difference between someone playing live and an album that's not recorded live. And even just like, being at these gigs, like you can tell, like when you yeah, listen to that music that's recorded in a studio compared to going to a live gig and actually hearing them, it's such a different experience and it's so interesting. Yeah, you can really hear sort of the, you know, it's the genuine sound of the band. There's not, you know, studio overdubs or anything, or they might play one of their bigger songs, but an acoustic version, or they might really rock out on one of their smaller songs and just do like a fucking face-melting solo for five minutes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also funny because like we're in a time where music was recorded so perfectly, like everything is so on beat in the studio. Like it's oh, it is. it's engineered, it's got like all these different so recordings, mechanical. all these different takes, it's so mechanical, like you said. But when you play in live, it's just the one take. And that's what kind of makes those songs like come back to life a bit more and it becomes a bit more magical. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's even, um, you know, it's even like now current artists, as you know, point of difference, they just record like record some of their songs, like one take straight to tape to try and, get that imperfect atmosphere onto a onto a studio album. Oh, for sure. But like I'm last I'm just trying to think of one of the gigs I've been to. Like I know in Mortal Orchestra, like I've got all their records here. When did you go to that recently? No, nah, that was like last year. But oh, that's right. Yeah, you came <laughs> home with like ago. three of their records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every record. Um, okay, even more recently, I, I went and saw Torah play at the Melbourne Museum. Yeah, that's right. And I've got their album on uh, vinyl. We'll play it sometime for you guys, but... Listening to them play live is just another experience. Like you don't understand the music until you see it. Yeah. Well, you and I just about to go to live music every Wednesday night, which I mean, we just plug this so fucking hard. But shout out to Greg Show, played at the party last yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. We had the rookies, the DJ set, the front man, Greg Show, all the saxophonists, not the front man. Um, but yeah, they, even then, like though they definitely don't record. Like if they record everything they played at the rookies, like that'd have a different kind of. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> A few jugs in there, a couple of tequila shots. Yeah, for sure. Oh, who's the band that we saw at the Gasometer? Um, oh, how long? Oh, it's a rock band. We saw them play Christmas around Christmas oh, time. Polish Club's Christmas so special. So Polish Club, I think, do it the best. And like their recordings sound like they're playing live. Like yeah, they, they do, do. They try to do it in one take. You can actually hear it's not on beat. Which yeah, I you kind hear of the drummer like, like fuck up sometimes. Yeah, which I kind of love the guitar. So the singing parts are not on beat. But I actually like that because like- Yeah, same. Especially electronic music. Like you can just- you render it and it's just like so on beat, like it, you quantize it, that's the right word, where it's like every beat is like boom, 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 boom. And then you just yes, put a beat perfect. on the, every off beat and then it's like perfectly too robotic. Like there's no swing in it. There's no natural like fuck ups. Yeah, well, I guess that's, you know, the whole idea of electronic music, you know, that just perfect repetition. But there is something in music that appeals to the human brain, um, a, you know, it sort of follows that trajectory of imperfect noise. Um, it's something called harmonic distortion, and it's things like you get like the crackle of the vinyl. That's actually a pleasurable noise 
um, to the human ear. It's like studies have shown, um, which is why sort of vinyl music listening is, I guess, has the cult following that it does. It is a different form. Oh, for sure. It's also at like 44,000 more KHZ. What does KHZ mean? Oh, something. Kilohertz. Kilohertz, yeah, right. Oh, fuck, our brains are cooked. Yeah. Um, so the quality <laughs> is so... <laughs> Context, we threw a rather large house party on the weekend. Yeah, we're still Shout recovering. Shout out to everyone going and donating to the charity. Yeah, Fight the Bite, uh, Bath Time Presents. Um, I should have said that the other way around anyways. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> but like we said, our brains are pretty fucking cooked. Yeah, but what's not cooked is how much better the quality is on vinyl compared to CDs or oh, MP3s even. Yeah, like MP3s like... Unless you're playing it's WAVs so or AIFs, it's like 360 um, KPS, which is like you can't even compare that to vinyl. No, no, yeah, exactly. Unless you, like you said, unless you're playing like you know high quality WAV files, yeah, MP3 is just so it's just it's just two dimensional music. <laughs> it's just laughable. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but of course we're going to say that we're a vinyl only radio show. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, talk shit about all other music forms, fucking cassette, CD, MP3, whatever. Unless it's not on those big black brown discs I don't want to hear about it no for sure but talking about doing it live I would love to do our show live one time where we actually play the records live to a, an audience like because then yeah mix in because we we sit here and we listen to the songs well I mean we keep talking shit about doing a DJ set and we never seem to oh uh, we do them very unofficially yeah but no what I mean is when we we talk obviously we're talking right now yeah and then we'll play the records and we'll sit here and listen to the records but we get the full experience through like these big speakers playing the vinyl straight from the turntable where yeah, we exactly. have to record it for you guys well, it'd be nice if you guys were just sitting here too listening to it. Yeah, so come on. Come uh, well, we'll, to, uh, we'll fly you out to Melbourne yeah. if you're not in Melbourne, Australia. And if you are, we'll uh, let you know where and when Maybe it is. Maybe we should just set it up in our front yard one time. Just yeah, we should do savings. That. Just do it in the front, front yard, yard recording. Yeah, out in Fitzroy. See who comes. Yeah. All right, we'll keep. Yeah, that's a good idea. Podcast we'll, to the street. We'll, uh, we'll do that sometime. All right, well, I'm going to hit up the first record. The first record I've got is a very special recording. Oh, side note, I think Gideon and I, for the first time in a long time, are going to go back-to-back records. None of this 3v3. This is true. So I have a historic reunion of Simon and Garfunkel when they got together to perform the concert in Central Park. It's also the biggest collection of stoners in the world. Yeah, this was in 1982 and the... the oh, no, sorry, 1981. September 1981. Was it like the first legalised weed-smoking concert? <laughs> like, I don't know. I want to say Willie Nelson was ahead of yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But I think there's like a snippet on this where they they kind of like say they're like, yeah, this is like you know, I think they call that whole idea out. Like, yeah, you're all allowed to like you know spark up a joint. Oh, for sure. Well, I'm gonna uh, play Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover. All right, go for it. Problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued. So I repeat myself. At the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. Just slip out the back, Jack. 
You make a new plan, Stan Don't need a coy, Roy Just listen to me You hop on the bus, Gus Don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, leave Get yourself free Ooh, sit back, back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan Don't need to be coy, Roy Just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus Don't need to discuss much Just get off the key, leave Get yourself free She said, it grieves me so to see you in such pain I wish there was something I could do to make you smile again I said, I appreciate that And would you please explain about the 50 ways She said, why don't we both just sleep on it tonight And I believe in the morning you'll begin to see the light And then she kissed me and I realized she probably was right There must be 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover Just slip out of that jack Make a new plan, stand. Don't need a coy, Roy Just listen to me You hop on the bus, Gus Don't need to discuss much Just drop off the king leave Get yourself free Slip out the back, jack Make a new plan, stand. Don't need to be coy, Roy Just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus Don't need to discuss much Just drop off the game, Get yourself free
Supertramp was the one that followed Simon and Garfunkel just then, live in uh, live in Paris on the Champs Elysees, in front of the Arc de Triomphe. And there, there was a. I know Gideon's itching to talk about the Central Park show with Simon and Garfunkel, but I feel I feel like they're two live gigs played from parks. And Supertramp going to say their first gig in Paris was played in front of eight people, where their manager bought six of the tickets. And <laughs> what a dude! What a friend! Yeah. <laughs> And that gig was eclipsed by that, by the roaring voice of 8,000 people in the park. And it's one of their largest gigs at the end of that 108 show tour through Europe. Yeah, what but I was going to say is- 8,000 people is a complete pinch compared to- uh, Yeah, but what I was going to say was, I just wish I could be one voice in any of those crowds. Like oh, yeah, Central sure. Park and Chamsley say that don't become more iconic places in the world to, to go to a gig. No, I mean, you sort of think about Melbourne's parks and like, you know, we've got like the Sydney My Music Bowl and some of those iconic venues. Yeah, but like, yeah, some the of these Euro- Mel- yeah, some of these European parks and like... The history, like, yeah. imagine, yeah, it's just not there. Like the Flinders Street Station would be cool for a gig, but it's not like... No. It's not possible. And like during White Night, like outside the exhibition hall um, would be sick. Yeah. Like, but it just doesn't have that old school, like you can't compare that to like... Central Park or like <laughs> Shumsley, <laughs> so, like, yeah. come on. Yeah, even somewhere like, um, oh, fuck, I just blanked. Oh, well, like, I guess, sorry. Yeah, I guess Australia's probably premier park venue would be out the front. You know how they do the shows out the front of the Opera House? Yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, but there's still, like, I don't think it's got anything compared to... The Opera House is pretty iconic, but it's not a nice... Yeah. Like, it's, I know what, you can't fit 500,000 people there. Like, well, I mean, that's a pretty big number, kids. Well, that's the amount of people that are at Simon and Garfunkel's show. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember like when we were, you know, only a few podcasts ago, we were going on about how many people went to Woodstock, but 500,000 people in Central Park. Yeah, New York knows how to party. Yeah. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> Fuck, that would be, to be in like, I mean, you know, you go to the MCG and there's 100,000 people watching a big footy game, like roaring and the sound of the crowd is just immense, oh, but 500,000 people singing back like, Apparently know, like, America, um, right? we didn't play the song, but when they played uh, The Sound of Silence, apparently... Everyone like just went absolutely nuts and like making so much noise. So like it was, they say it was about them. So like the sound of silence, they were making like a kind of a an ode to it by making a lot of noise. Really? Yeah. But, That's uh, cool. Go on and listen to that album online and you can yeah. find it. There's a few good tongue-in-cheek quotes on that as well. So it's worth- Yeah, it was the last time they performed together for nine years. After that, they took a break. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, 1980, what did I say it was? 1981 and then uh, 1983? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, you said before, like, it's it's kind of like one of those groups you don't give too much airtime to because you feel like, oh, you know, it's so well known. And um, But I, like, Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. It's like playing the Beatles. Like, they're so fucking good. But, like, yeah, because I, I just assume everyone's heard it if we don't play it. No, exactly. But it's worth, like, stuff like that. Like, yeah, live agree. albums, stuff like that is worth playing. Like, I've never seen that live album getting around on shelves and record stores. Um Nah, but you see Simon and Garfunkel everywhere, hey? Yeah, you do. You know, there's like the represses of like Paul Simon's Graceland just gets flogged. And everywhere. It's also a great album, but you know. Yeah, on to that. Let's uh, move on to another another gig. Yeah, I um, feel like we're kind of going back in time with our... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, mine's actually... Uh, yeah, you're right, actually. Now I'm going to play Linda's Farn. Um, they recorded this uh, live in 1971 in Newcastle City Hall uh, around Christmas time. We are going back in time. I'll have to play something from the 60s. Yeah, we actually started. That's how we're doing it. Yeah, 80s, 80s, 70s, and little, I think yeah. we'll end in the 30s. <laughs> yeah, so that was a secret little uh, little hint of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So Linda's Farm, they're a pretty cool band. I guess you'll just see they're kind of like a 70s rock band. But yeah, classic roaring guitar solos. But playing on that bluesy. harmonica, the, the most like, you th- thought that was an infamous harmonica. I... Uh, 
Take the Long Way Home, Super Tramp. That like harmonica intro is pretty iconic. Yeah, there's some pretty great harmonica riffs in this one. That's all I'll say about that one. Um, but what are you, uh, you going to tease up something up after this? Uh, yeah, I will. I might keep it, keep it hidden for now. It's nice because like we didn't, we would never have the chance to go to these gigs because we just weren't alive. No, it's just, <laughs> yeah, like, fuck man. But I, like, it's nice to have like a, kind of like a portal through time just to, for our ears as a, to yeah, like imagine what it is to be at these gigs. And that's what I, that's what these live albums are. They're, you know, snippets, like snippets of back in time. Yeah, it's like this rare video footage of like another world. That's kind of like what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and you know they always get like nice, like epic, like fold out, um, fold out inserts with some cool pictures, and um, <laughs> you know, Gids is having a look through the Simon and Garfunkel one, and oh, the pictures of the people in the crowd as yeah. it's like when like they're wearing like Adidas trackies, holding up boom boxes on their shoulders. Yeah. Don't know why they're holding a boom box at the show, but like whatever, dude. But even the outfit, like the outfits that bands would wear back then, you know, and the hairdos and like the guitars. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm we're just looking at the Linda's Fun Live record and like and some everyone has like handlebars, and, like, tight, white tight jeans, vest, baggy jeans. Longest, like if, the, if your man. hair's not above your shoulders, are you even a rock band in the 70s? No, fuck no. And at least like three guitar <laughs> guitars in every band, and there's actually four guitars in this band, three guitars and one banjo, <laughs> and a drummer. Oh shit, you haven't listened to Linda's Fun in ages. I'm, right. I'm down for this, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. I like the intro. I'm, even, yeah, as I'm well. even excited. These intros and outros are fucking classic too. Oh. Yeah, let's rack up some solo time. Thanks very much. Thank you. I was called uh, Trillin' Z Flat. Thanks. We're going to do a song all about you now. This is uh, the title track of the new album, and it's called The Fog on the Town. Do you all know the chorus? Smashing. I This is the one uh, Jimmy Allen Hull used to do in the four clubs before he joined Linda's Fund. Um, used to be one of them, them numbers he used to do, you know? He used to go down the storm. Said it was neat fog at the time. Sleazy snack bar sucking, sickly sausage roll. <coughs> slipping down slowly, slipping down sideways, sink outside of the door. So fuck on the time is all mine, all mine. Fuck on the time is all mine. Where you fuck on my fuck on the time is all mine, all mine. Fuck on the time is all Could a cup of catch a crooked cup and make a good a cup of comprehend That a crooked cup and make is just an undertaker who undertakes to be a friend And the fuck on the time is all mine, all mine Fuck on the time is all mine Yeah, fuck on my fuck on the time is all mine, all mine Fuck on the time is all mine 
tonight. Does anybody want to come up here and be a star? So we had uh, Central Park, we had Champs-Élysées, Newcastle City Hall, and <laughs> where was that one performed? Streets of LA. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That was War on their song, Why Can't We Be Friends, if you didn't already figure that out. It's such a fucking iconic song, isn't it? Yeah, War, like another big tune by them, which is also on that album, is Lowrider. Um, made, yeah. Probably made famous by Cheech and Chong. <laughs> you love them, don't you? Yeah, that's fucking sick, man. Yeah, I'm digging all these flashbacks. I'm just like picturing myself at all these gigs and being like, fuck, I wish I was there. Oh, just, man, like some of the crowd interactions that these bands are having back in the day, like you just don't get that now. No, it's so raw. Like you, like even the riffs they do, like you can just, and like and you just can like hear the, the free audience. Jamming and- I don't know. Like I don't think this, the security wasn't as high. There was like the artist interaction with the fans is like different to what it is nowadays. Yeah, exactly. there's no social media or anything. The only time you see them is literally when they're on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's like that whole, you know, how they sort of portrayed it in the Bohemian Rhapsody of the Queen movie where like Freddie Mercury did the whole like sing back thing with the crowd. Like, oh, and fully. how that was like a massive moment. Yeah. Ew. Ew. 
Ew, 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 ew. Um, but yeah, now we're going to go back in time even more. So Yeah, delving, delving further. Yeah, I'm going to play, uh, I don't know, do you know a guy called Sammy Davis Jr.? Yeah. Yes, I do. He uh, recorded this live at the Sands Hotel in Las Vegas. Um, and he's probably one of like, I don't know, how do you describe him? A jazz absolutely fucking legend? One, definitely one of them, for sure. Yeah. Um, and what have you got? Well, I mean, I couldn't really say he was a jazz fucking legend with too much conviction because I am going to play the true jazz legend, father of improvisation. Um, you know, the man of many a many a massive jazz title, king of the trumpet, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, so I'm only going back like f- a few years. This is recorded in 1967. Yours yeah. is probably recorded in the... Uh, 30s, man. 30s, <laughs> yeah, 40s. really, so going back going to... going deep. Can't believe them. They had live recordings back then. <laughs> no, well... Uh, well, actually, no, back in... Um, so there's there's two LPs. Uh, mixed, so it's actually like a it's a compilation of live songs. So it's got um, live from a, tele- a television broadcast in Las Vegas, Nevada, in December, nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, Vegas. They just know how to record live shows. Uh, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, in nineteen sixty two. What is with Vegas? What with musicians? Like I don't know. I guess the casino. You know, money. I think you know. Yeah, there's money and there's a lot of tourists, but it's not really like a city. Music cities, like when I think of music cities, like the biggest in the world, Las Vegas wouldn't be up there for me. Like I'd think Nashville ahead of Vegas, but Vegas gets yeah, like- Yeah, or even like- um, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, yeah. But like the artists that play there and like the, the ones that have residencies there are just like fucking insane. Oh, they get the biggest fucking names, don't they? Yeah. I guess there's, there's a lot of glory in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I guess, like, you know, Vegas is kind of like, it's that weird like jewel in the crown of the entertainment industry. Yeah, it's like a- yeah, it's like a, the paradise. But yeah. so we're both playing shows from Las Vegas then to finish it off. I'd 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 say so, to be honest. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to play Sammy Davis Jr. You got Louis Armstrong, and uh, that'd be uh, Wax Wednesdays for the week. Okay. Yeah, that would. Um, which means we'll see you next week to play a genre that again we don't. Uh... Well, I mean, let's let's pick one because I always love the hilarity of doing this. <laughs> yeah. All right. I say every week I want to play fucking glam metal, and every week you say come up with something else. Yeah, I know, just because I don't have any glam metal albums. <laughs> uh, next week we'll be playing uh, Southern style Texas country music. How about that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Have you, have you got any things that you Man, want to I play? fucking hate country. <laughs> really? Like, passionately hate country music. Fine. Next week we're just playing Willie Nelson on repeat. I love Willie Nelson, man. <laughs> it's not a fine far line, is it? No, no, like I guess he's kind of – well, all right, I take that back. I like Johnny Cash. I don't know. I don't feel like they're properly country. Fine, right. I know what you mean. Like the ones that talk about their old – like Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson back to back next week. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see you again, guys, uh, next week. Uh, enjoy the next two records. Bye. Bye. This is a George Rhodes arrangement coming up next. I thank you folks for being taking part of a record session like this. It's kind of a bore for me to have a live audience instead of the usual four walls with the musicians reading Playboy. Um, This is a little better. You ready? The George Rhodes arrangement. It seems we stood and talked like this before. We looked at each other in the same way then But I can't remember 
clothes you're wearing are the clothes you wore. Smile, you were smiling, you were smiling then, but I can't remember when. Some things that happen for the first time. They seem to be happening again And though it seems that we have met before And we've laughed before And we've loved before But who knows where Some things that happen for the very first time They all seem to be happening again And though it seems that we have met before And we've laughed before Grow 
They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself.